Welcome to Content with a Purpose, the podcast. I'm your host, Gaby Rendon, and I bring you SEO strategies, productivity tips, business hacks, authentic entrepreneurship truth, and inspirational stories from other moms in business that can help you figure out the next chapter of your life, whether it's starting your dream business or finding purpose in your current lifestyle. You can find me as Content with a Purpose on any social media or as Gaby Rendon in LinkedIn. And without any delay, let's do this. Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Jamie. She is a mom of two, and she's going to tell all her, uh, tell us her story about why she became a bookkeeper and working from home. And I know a lot of you are going to then uh, like have a lot of connection on what she's suffering and why she's doing this. So without any delay, um, Jamie, take it from here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, so yeah, I am a bookkeeper, a mom of two, a five-year-old and a two-year-old, and I kind of fell into accounting back over 10 years ago when I was in college. I took a position doing two days of accounting work a week, and um, and from there, I worked my way up to operations accountant within the next 10 years, and then by the time I had my second daughter, I decided to stay home. We were moving and I said, okay, I'm just going to be a stay at home mom. This will be fun. It was post pandemic and it was just made the most sense. And then all of a sudden it was, we were living in the city and we needed extra income to help pay for the rent control that was going up and, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of when my bookkeeping business was born, I got on Upwork, found a great company to work with. Um, as a contractor. And I was like, you know, after a few weeks, I was like, you know what, I could do this for other bookkeeper or for other entrepreneurs who are like me looking, just need a little bit of help trying to do their own financing for their business because they just don't have the time to do it themselves. And so from there, that was back in um, January of last year when I decided to take off with it. And from there, I'm, I'm here, I'm doing everything it feels like as a mom I feel like that's all we do is everything um but yeah so it was kind of born from that and um as a bookkeeper I'm able to help other um entrepreneurs actually I focus on female entrepreneurs and woman-owned businesses because I think it's important that we support each other through whatever we can um because I know a lot of the women I meet that are entrepreneurs or that own small businesses they feel the same way I do. They don't, they don't mind working with men or working with other people. Um, but it feels like moms relate to us better. They understand that, Hey, I've got to cancel this call last minute because my kids are throwing up yesterday or Hey, my kids throwing up right now. You know, I've got to, I've got to cut this meeting short or I've had meetings where my two-year-old comes running in and bounces in my lap and is waving at the camera as I'm trying to talk. And it's, <laughs> it's just stuff like that, that a lot of other people, a lot of people who aren't moms or who don't understand the flexibility that we need in this job. And that's one of the reasons why I became a bookkeeper. So I can help those people that need the help that I can be more relatable to. Well, this, it is something that you just mentioned that mm -hmm. uh, has been one, two, three, four uh, moms that have been a guest in the show. They have said exactly the same thing. One yeah. of the things we we decided to to cater to not only moms but to the female mm -hmm. entrepreneurs is that they get us. They they understand that if the yeah. child is just jumping on top of us, or if uh, if I have to cut uh, the meeting short, or you know something, I spend the entire night trying to deal with a fever. 
just mm-hmm. um, called you half an hour later because I, I haven't slept at all. They yeah. understand. And it's something like that empathy of, mm-hmm. uh, I understand you're a mom, you're doing everything. And still, I know that you're doing your work and mm-hmm. I'm going to respect what you're doing. So I'll give you the, those five, 10 minutes or 20 minutes or an hour so you can yeah. go back, put yourself together and then come back to, to do the job. It, it is very interesting that all of the fifth mom that is telling me exactly yeah. the same concept. That's very interesting. And uh, you mentioned that you moved from Alabama. Well, you told yes. me that you moved from Alabama. Oh, yeah, I told you that. Ireland. You told me me. Okay, yeah. you moved. And that obviously put a strain in your finances. And uh, childcare is something that I remember when I tried to go back to work was one of those things that either you work for personal reasons, like I want to feel good and mm-hmm. I don't care, I'm going to pay the childcare. And then some of me like, it's so ridiculous, expensive. Why am I working yep. for, right? Yeah, yeah. I, um, growing up, it was my mom was the breadwinner and my dad stayed home with us. And my entire life, I just, I have a 1920s mindset. I think the woman should be in the house and the kid and the husband should be out. And that's, and because of the way my mom raised us, she was never around for anything. You'd have to beg her to go to any outside of the school activities. And I want to be there for my kids. Okay. And so when my daughter, my oldest was born, I was working. My husband was going to school and it was, okay, she goes straight into daycare. That's just how it is. My second one was born. Same thing. Okay. Two months old, you're in daycare. That's just how it is. I'm going to be a working mom. And when my husband got the call, like, hey, you're moving to D.C., you got this position, your dream job. I was like, "Okay, it's my opportunity now to be a stay at home mom. And I even looked at jobs. And like you said, it's so expensive. It's expensive when you already have one in school. But when you have two, oh, my gosh, it's it's unbearable. Like Alabama, it was like, I think, 650 for a month, which is very, very low compared to other places where that was for one person. For my uh, for my youngest or my oldest, and then in DC it was fifteen hundred for her when we were moving, and for I was one. like, I can't, for one, for one, oh. yeah, it was going to be thirty three hundred a month for both of them because the other one was an infant, and I was like, yeah, we'll there's no to, way. We literally have to find a management position to be able to pay for that. Yes, exactly, absolutely, and I was, and I was in a management position, but even so, I wasn't in my management position long enough to qualify for that type of pay for, for that plus some, because I would be, I would need to bring home four grand a month just to make that work. And that would mean making like 60 or 70,000 before, uh, after, before taxes to bring that much home. And so it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't what I needed. So I was like, you know what, I'll just stay home. I'll do the stay at home mom thing. And then it's like, okay, I only talk to my kids and my mm-hmm. husband. So I was like, what can I do to talk to more people and actually feel like I'm making making a um, making a change and helping people, which I help my kids and I and make an impact on their life. But yeah. with kids, you don't see that impact right away. You see it, you know, 10, 15 years down the road when they're an adult and you're like, okay, what type of person did you become? Whereas with bookkeeping and with what I'm able to do, I'm able to see the impact that I make for my clients on a month to month basis and how yeah. we're, how the finances are rolling. And so being able to do that, that was more, that was another big confidence booster. I was able to help my family with income, but also be impactful and help these women who are in the same position I am in. Yeah. 
Okay, I, I want to go back a little bit on, on the part that you were a working mom and you yeah. were okay because I know that it is hard as a career professional, as a career woman to go and get a position and then I made it. I'm all the way in management. I'm heading there to leadership and suddenly, well, it is what it is. The kid goes to the childcare and it's, that's what it is. There's no other way. And yeah. then suddenly you say, well, do you know something? I really, I just missed the first steps. I just missed the first yeah. talk. I just, just started realizing that you missed certain topics, certain moments. Mm -hmm. With, did that happen to you during your working mom moment or you realize that when you said you were moving and said this is an opportunity for me to catch up or for me to embrace this transition when I because of how I was raised I never I always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom but okay. I never expected to be that okay for me so I know a lot of like my friends their mission in life or at the time in work was to get to I'm, my goal is to become a manager or my goal is to do this within work and for me it was I was going to do that like no no doubt about it I was going to be a manager by the time I was in my 30s it was more or less my goal was to eventually be able to balance the two to okay. find the the company that would allow me the flexibility to balance the two and be there for my kids But, um, and so, and so it never crossed my mind that I missed her first steps or okay. I did, I didn't get to be there when she talked for the first time or something like that. None of that ever crossed my mind Okay. just because I was, I had already come up with this. I'll, I'll miss it anyway. So what's the point of wallowing in it? Um, okay. But so you knew my, that there was going exactly. to be a balance, like, because I'm doing this work. I'm not going yeah. to be able to get that first word, but I'm going to be able to get the second, the third, and the fourth. So in your mind, you balanced mm -hmm. it. It's, it's, it it, yeah, yeah, right? it kind of balanced it out. Yeah, okay. and that was my mindset with um with my kids, especially with my first one. It was we're we're going to have more than one kid, so I'm not trying to harp on making sure I do X, Y, and Z. So like we didn't do a big birthday blowout for her first birthday. We didn't spend. We didn't do newborn pictures because in my mind it's. Well, if I do this for her, I have to do it for my second. And I'm not going to want to do it for my second <laughs> just because me being the person I am. So, um, and so a lot of that stuff that a lot of my friends go and spend a lot of money on, I didn't do because okay. I didn't, it wasn't that important to me. For me, it was, let me just have family come over, do a, something small. And so like my, uh, my youngest, we didn't have family in town for her birthday and um, because we had moved. And so we celebrated her birthday with four cupcakes from Coldstone Creamery. And that was her little birthday celebration. And that's, and for me, that's a little bit more memorable than having okay. a big thing. But okay. when it comes to, you know, when it comes to that stuff, it's, I had my mindset in, I'm not ever going to be able to experience those moments. But then I was able to with my youngest and it was, it was more special that way because I never thought I would be able to have that with my kids. Okay, that's fantastic that how you, you balance in your own way to weave all that part. Now, yeah. now that you're going into this full-time entrepreneur working from home mode, um, yeah. how do you manage your time with your family? Because you so, have very young ones. Yes. So when I started my company, it was very hard. I'll be honest, I've been in business um, about a year and a half and I just now got to the point where I'm managing, managing my time a lot better. 
Um, I always say when I started my company, I was working in the bubbles. I had both my kids at home for the first year of my company. It was just both my kids at home and I worked in between um, nap times. My youngest had two nap times. So I'd make both the girls lay down or watch TV or something. And I would do my work. And then in the evenings, I would do my work. And I would set aside one night a week or two nights a week, depending on the workload, mm -hmm. to for family night. But then once my kids are on a strict schedule, and so as soon as they go to bed at seven, it's work mode for me. And so it's just one of those things where recently I got my kid, my oldest went to pre-K in, in January, and my youngest got put into a program of five-day-a-week program. She was only going a few hours a day, so I still didn't get mm -hmm. a lot of work in. But it was it was easier for me to start. Okay, let me start focusing on growing past the the small window that I have. And so now, like the summer, I'm focusing on my kids more. And so I've flipped it, and I okay. now have two days out of the week that I actually work, okay. and I have most of my nights free. My days are free with my kids, and then in August, they're both going back to school full time, and they'll and I'll be able to have a full work weekend. And so that is impressive. Well, you are well. Of course, you're not a bookkeeper, but more than that, you're like time management uh, goddess. Because believe me, <laughs> it's the first time I heard that. Okay, this is a strict schedule. I work from this to this in blocks moment, like Pomodoro style, and I get my five minutes between one block and yeah. one block, and that's it. So, and is that something that that's part of your personality, or is something that you learn because of your bookkeeping business? So I am a planner. Mm -hmm. um, my, a lot of who I am and where, and the reason I operate comes from the way I was raised. And it's because of how I was raised. I do the opposite. So my mom is a wonderful, wonderful woman, but she is very workaholic and she is on the fly person. And so she does everything at the last minute. We, we go, we're, we're, uh, we're Catholic and we go to church every Sunday I will not go to church if I'm going to be 20 minutes late because my entire life, we were 20 minutes late to mass every single Sunday because that's just how she was. She was like, oh, we'll make it to church. We'll just get there at some point during mass. And I'm like, no, it starts at this time. <laughs> we okay. have to be there when it starts. So, um, and because of that, I try to get, I try to plan out as much as I can. And, um, and so that's why I have such a strict schedule because I've realized that in life and with kids, especially, and even my dogs are on a schedule too. It's one of those things where if you're on a schedule, that's your expectation and you need to stick to it as much as you can. Um, and that's where that kind of came from it. And it's played out really well with my business and with my family, because it gives me that work-life balance that I really was needing in life. Okay. And and that is impressive, believe me. I I haven't mastered <laughs> that at all. Um, I'm 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 I do to do list, I do checklist, but mm -hmm. still there's something in between that always happens. So yeah, always, always. Uh, did you automate? Like, did you go online groceries? Uh, for or did you go and do the groceries because that's something that I'm trying to prove a theory about successful women mom in businesses mm -hmm. that they are so far the three that uh that have told me all of them either they outsource they mm -hmm. do their groceries online they ask the the food to be delivered because mm -hmm. they said i don't have time to go and spend three hours on the groceries because yeah. i procrastinate like mm -hmm. okay i love going into the supermarket just to literally relax yes. and move so <laughs> i know it's procrastination moment but still 
Um, so when we lived in Arlington, we bought out all the time. We did DoorDash, we did Grubhub. We and that's when the girls were really little. I had an infant and I had a three year old. Um, and so that's why we did that because it was up to me to go out and do all that stuff. And I would do it sometimes because I do love, I love walking around. I would take my, my girl's wagon into Costco and we, and they would just sit in the wagon. We'd just walk around, get samples. I mean, hang out for hours. I loved it. Yes. Um, but I, I tried to do our grocery shopping just because I enjoy getting out of the house. Um, and so if my husband's not working or if he gets off work, I'll probably tag team it and leave the kids with him and go get myself. But for the most part. I do like getting out. Um, and the area I live in now, it's a little bit more expensive to do DoorDash and Grubhub because it's mm-hmm. not, it's more um, out into the, it's more of a town instead of a, a it's more of an urban area instead of yeah. a suburban and mm-hmm. um, not urban. I'm sorry. That's completely rural. It's more of a rural area, not suburban, not city anymore. Um, so it's a little it's bit more longer expensive. the road to go and deliver things to you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was in, in Arlington. We literally lived in an apartment. I call it a hotel apartment. It had like 12 floors. You walk inside to go up in it. Um, mm-hmm. And we had at our disposal, Chick-fil-A, Starbucks, pizza place, hamburger place, all just to walk to. That's we, a nightmare for so thing, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, what have, have been the challenges for you when putting up your business and having those two little ones and actually not totally they're very strict on your planning and you're a planner and your schedules but anyway there must be some kind of challenges when you were trying to do all these yes absolutely um so when I was doing all this a lot of so what I found is a lot of the moms and other entrepreneurs I talked to have a designated, um, like a designated workspace. They're mm-hmm. like, if I'm staying at my workspace, I'm going to be doing work because that's what it's made for. We were living in a one bedroom, one bath apartment for oh, a my. year. And when I started my business, that's where we were living. So my designated workspace was a, um, a desk with a laptop in our living room. So at night when I would work, I would be working and my husband would be watching TV, playing a video game, or in the very early stages, my daughter's crib was out in the dining room. So I'd have to work quietly or I'd have to go to a mobile work area to actually get things done. So the challenge for me when I started out was finding the space to work. And some days it was standing up in my kitchen and working in my kitchen. Um, and that was a real, real challenge. And the other challenges when things, unexpected things do happen. I have my strict schedules, but then there are times where the baby refuses to go to sleep. So I have to hold her all, you know, while I'm trying to get on a meeting call or kids get sick. That's something everyone, everyone experiences that we talked about earlier. Um, but yeah, those would be, those would be the number two things is the, even though I'm a big planner, things happen. I mean, and it's, it's hard for me to roll with the punches. It's, I'm a big time planner, so I try to do everything I can. If I have a plan A, I try to have a plan B right behind it. Um, but and also just finding a good designated workspace. I have one now downstairs, but it's the same setup. Set up. It's a multi-purpose area, so I have mm-hmm. my workspace. But also behind it, there's a TV, and it's kind of the movie area. So like uh, right now, I'm doing this upstairs in our kitchen because it's the area where no one is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> very good. I think that many of us start with the kitchen and 
because yep. either we are cooking, we're looking at they're doing the homework, we're doing taking care of dogs, and you're working with everybody yep. around. At least when I, I, my kids were a little younger, we all work on the dining table. They did the yep. homework, and I was doing my work at the same time. So to keep an eye on everybody. Yeah, exactly. I have the fortune to be able to close the door and for the dogs not to get in. So that's a good thing. Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like barking everywhere. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned is that you team up with your husband to do the groceries. And mm -hmm. a lot of the things I ask, I wonder sometimes is, mm -hmm. uh, and I also ask about the support network that you need to have in order to start the business. And um, how was it for you? What kind of support network? Because usually one, like you believe that your family and friends are the ones who are going to be there for you and shout and like, yay. And it's like, like oh, why aren't you doing this? Just stay at home and that's it. You're good. Yeah. You're good. So why, <laughs> why do you want more, right? Just stay where you are. It's yeah. fine. Take care of the kids. Once they're gone and married, you can do whatever you want. Like, oh. yeah. So how yeah. So with my husband, he and I have been together very long, uh, 10 years, actually, right, right around the time I started my accounting journey, we mm -hmm. were engaged. Um, and he's been my support system, my support rock since day one. Um, and I've been talking about doing my own business since 2019. And I didn't get up and going until 2022. So when I finally came to him, I was like, Hey, I'm doing this. He was like, Okay, good. What, you know, what can I do to help? But it did start off to where the support's real. I have a really good support system, but also it's it's back and forth sometimes because he is supportive of me and I know he is, but he isn't. For me, I'm playing the long game right now. I'm not playing the I need money, I need money, I need money. I'm playing the let me make connections, let me network, let me make sure people understand who I am and what, what I represent because if they don't get a clear picture of me, then, then there's no point in me being having my company you know it's one of those things and for him he's like he's not seeing it's not that he's not seeing the numbers but he's like well why do you have to work tonight you know this is supposed to be our night together why are you working 24 7 or hey can you put your phone down we're on a date and I'm like I get it I'm sorry I shouldn't have my phone out on dates but I just got a lead and I need to make sure that they are taken care of or someone's asked me a bookkeeping question and it's a client I need to make sure that if it, if it's you know during, depending on what season it is I had a CPA hit me up the night of tax um the night taxes were due about clients <laughs> tax no, work, and it was like 11 30 at night and thank the lord I was still awake but it was one of those situations and so the he's a great support I mean he's wonderful and he he supports me in every way possible but we just struggle sometimes with he doesn't understand that when you're an entrepreneur just because your office hours stop doesn't mean you actually stop working um but outside of or at least for me but outside mm -hmm. of of him I do have a good support network um his family and my family are really good like when I post stuff on Facebook they'll go and share it and they may not know, yeah. always understand what I do but yeah I don't have that for you it's great I mean I, I've never had anyone tell me um no, you need to stay home or no, you just need to focus on the kids. Um, if anything, I've always, I've struggled a little bit with, should I homeschool my kids? Should I not? And I've had more people tell me, Hey, if you're going to do your business, you should not homeschool your kids because <laughs> it's going to drive you That's nuts. the best advice you can ever get. If you're going to yes. have a business, the kids are not supposed to be inside the home. Yep. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I agree with that one. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's, I mean, it's, it's been great. I think a lot of it's the fact that I've talked about it. I'm one of the people that I talked about it for so long. And the fact that when I did it, everyone was like, wow, you're finally doing it. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. So well, uh, well done uh, with your network. Now you mentioned that bookkeeping and CPA, what is the difference for the moms so, that they don't understand? Like me? Yeah. So the CPA is a certified public accountant. Basically, they are completely certified to do taxes and they know the tax laws um, in, in that respect. And then bookkeepers, we there are some bookkeepers that do tax preparation. I do not. Bookkeeping, um, for, for the most part, a bookkeeper is just going to go in there and um, categorize your transactions that you have in your bank account using the accounting software that you're on. Uh, and um, And then at the end of the month, they'll pull reports for you that will tell you how much money you've made or lost during that month of work. And then what they are during that month of operating. And then at the end of the year, um, end of the year, early January, they'll pull the final like year end report. And that report they'll give you to give to your CPA to file your taxes. Okay. So basically it's someone's extremely organized. I'm very good with the numbers and that receives a, you actually a lifesaver to all the yes. entrepreneurs. So <laughs> yes. Very good. Because I'm a mentor at SCORE, you know, the SCORE, mm -hmm. the SCORE.org. So I'm a mentor there. And one of the main mm -hmm. things okay. that we we asked, um, do you know what SCORE is? I've heard of it before, but I haven't delved into, dived into it. Okay. A SCORE, well, we are, well, I'm not retired. So like a SCORE is for a non-profit for they are retired executives, and what we do is we mentor in a small business for a startup to grow, okay. scale, and as I say, we are the life of your business. Once you are with us, you'll never get rid of us. That we're there gotcha. for you because gotcha. you can always count for it, and it's free, so we're there. Wow. Awesome. One of the main things that we ask is the famous PNL and the book. Yes. How much money are you making? And you will mm -hmm. be surprised that we have a lot of people saying, oh, I sold a lot of things. Yeah, when things are the sales, but yeah. the other things that are your profitable, well, I don't yeah. know. And when we ask that, that is like, oh my God, you don't even know if you're profitable. So yeah. mainly basic questions, but a bookkeeper is for us as, as mentors, your best ally that's your secret yes. weapon because your bookkeeper is the one that's going to tell you hey you're spending too much those mm -hmm. prices are not getting yeah but if i don't sell at this x amount i will not be selling anywhere and you're doing something wrong but they don't know so you mm -hmm. the bookkeepers are the ones who are giving all the information so you're the secret weapon yes yeah i i love how you say it like that too because i haven't heard of someone saying like that i've heard of like you're the how about, I think sidekick and I'm like okay sure sidekick you know the back pocket and it's stuff like that but it's what I have found in this space is that a lot of people are like oh my bookkeeping I'll just do it at year end and it's like you really don't know how profitable your business is or if it is because I'll have clients that go well I have all this you know I have $500 at the end of every month I'm like that's great but is it your money or is it revenue that you're going to be spending in a few weeks because you have so many things on auto pay and you're going to barely make it back up? And then we have people who don't, who are so go in on their business, but they're not paying themselves at all. So they're 
basically working for free, but in their mind, they're not because they're making money in the business, but you're not paying yourself. So you're working for free, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and when they need to hire someone it's like, oh my God, I need to raise my prices because mm -hmm. I never consider paying me or paying somebody else. Yeah. So that's yeah. what you come in and say, hey, mm -hmm. these are the numbers that you need to run. So you're, well, as I as we see it at, at the score is that when we say it, you need a bookkeeper because that is the person who's going to tell you how much can you put into the business to hire yeah. somebody else to pay you or to say stop getting money from the cash account because that's another thing with business owners. Yeah. Like, oh, I just needed to pay for my coffee. I didn't have credit my credit card, so I'm going to take it from the business and I'll put yeah. it. So yes. Yeah, you're, you're a secret absolutely. weapon for everybody. Really. Yes, yeah, I absolutely love that saying. Secret weapon, I love it. Yeah, awesome. you're the secret weapon. So that's what we say. Awesome. And uh, do you, how do you uh, contact your clients? How, how do you reach them? Like, oh, So actually, so the first couple clients I had, I um, found them on, on a platform called Upwork. Okay. And, um, and then I'll... Another client was actually a friend that mm -hmm. I found. Um, actually, I just posted on Instagram. I was like, hey, I'm open for business. She reached out to me. Um, another one I found on, she was my photographer. We moved to the area we're living in now, and we were looking for a family photographer. And I found her, and I was talking to her about my business, and she became a client. And then the last few have been, I'm in several different Facebook groups and I just do the routine posting in the Facebook group about my services. And sometimes people will reach out or ask me for, for more information. Um, but yeah, I'm able, a lot of the clients I have, they're either from personal references, uh, CPA references, Facebook groups or Instagram. I'm on Instagram and try to, I have a lot of different people on there that will refer me out too. Why is your handle on Instagram? Because everybody's going to listen to you so they can DM you and say, hey, I, I need a secret weapon too. Yeah, I've, I've tried to make it really simple. It's at Jamie underscore Pridmore underscore bookkeeping. Perfect. That's very yep. simple. We're going to be in the <laughs> show notes. So that's going to Perfect. be good. So um, what do you think is the most important thing to, the to, most important lesson you've learned while you're setting up your business and raising that two-year-old and a five-year-old, what will be the yeah. most important lesson so far? Because you're just starting and the kids are only always start. You still have a lot of things to go. Yes. Through, me. <laughs> so the, the most important lesson would be, it goes back to my scheduling. I could not have done any of this without, if my kids were not on a strict schedule. When my husband and I got married, we waited like five years before we had kids. And then when we got pregnant with my daughter, we were like, look, our marriage comes first. We believe our marriage comes first. Our kids come second. And we, because of that train of thought, we started out putting our daughter, our two month old at the time in a crib in her room. She was right now. She was literally maybe 10 feet away from us in the next room. And like, you know what? We're going to put her in a crib at two months old and she's going to sleep there. She can go to bed at the same time every night, no matter how many naps she has during the day. To this day, that was my five-year-old. To this day, she goes to bed at seven o'clock every night. She may not go to sleep, but she's in her room. And that gives me the capability and the time I need to work on my business. That gives me the date night time 
to watch a movie with my husband, especially since we don't live around family. We don't get to do out of the house date nights anymore. So we have to do date nights at home and do movie nights without the kids and stuff like that. Um, and so that would be my number. That's my number one lesson. Number one thing that's worked for me so far mm-hmm. is making sure that I have a strict schedule with the kids so they know what to expect. Um, because I am not, we, we decided a long time ago, we don't want to lie to our kids. My two-year-old's like, can they come say goodnight to me? Yes, I'll bring them in here in a minute. Like, I'm not going to try to sneak out of your room. I'm going to tell you how it is and you got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. Oh my gosh. And what would be a good advice for the moms who are having little ones that are working moms or they're trying to become a mompreneur or mom entrepreneur? And uh, what would be your best advice for them? Don't discount your phone. And what I mean by that is you can, even if your baby is sitting in your lap or you guys are trying to put a movie on or trying to play a game or something, um, if you just, if you don't, if you feel like you don't have the time to do it, you can find the time to do it and you can do it from your phone. A lot of my marketing um, and a lot of the ways that I get clients is from social media in some capacity, whether it's Instagram, posting in groups on Facebook or using a platform nine times out of 10, that's going to, that's going to be something you can do from your phone. And there have been many a times I've been nap, my kids have been napping in my arms and I'm sitting there texting or posting on Instagram or discussing something with the lead. Um, and so, and that's why a lot of moms have told me is, Oh, it's just so busy. I'm just, I just can't, I can't catch a breath. I, I don't have the time to sit in front of a computer. And it's like, that's okay. You really depending on what you want to do, Nine times out of 10, you don't have to sit in front of a computer to do yep. some of the work. You can do it from your phone, especially now with all the phone capabilities we have. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like trying to make something by hand, you can do it from your phone. And it's definitely, definitely doable because I think that's what holds up a lot of people, especially a lot of moms is I just don't have the time. And it's if you really, really take a look at what you're doing, you de- you can find the time for it. You can make the time to make it make happen. Make the time. Yes, absolutely. Okay. That's perfect. And did you want to share your future goals or for your online business? Well, it's not, yeah. it's kind of online business, right? Because you get it, the, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's completely virtual. I'm a virtual bookkeeper. I work okay. with people all over the U.S. I have clients in West Virginia, Alabama, um, New York, North Carolina, California, just everywhere. Um, but, um, but yeah, so my goals are, um, I'm working to build out, I'm working to grow my network and I'm working on some different programs to do right now. I only offer, um, monthly bookkeeping and what I call a bookkeeping strategy call, where I kind of get on the phone with someone, we go deep diving into their books for, for 60 minutes for people who just really need to see if they need help. But one of my goals is to create some type of membership program for uh, for mompreneurs and female entrepreneurs who need the bookkeeping support, but don't have the money to do a retainer, a big retainer every month for full on bookkeeping support. So it's one of those I'm kind of I'm trying to create a program where they have a bookkeeper in their back pocket type of type of situation. They can okay. text me or something like that but that's one of my big goals by the end of the year is to set yeah, up this more accessible like they're doing it more accessible 80 percent of the work and you do the 20 percent yeah okay yeah go in and kind of check behind them like 
like a proofreader. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's the perfect sub. So you're the, yeah. the book reader, uh, proof book keeper, something like that. I don't yeah. know. We'll have to figure yeah, out that. That works. <laughs> yeah, the proofreading the books. Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. So I'm so happy, Jamie, that, that you shared your story with us, that we are learning a lot that a strict schedule gets you places. That's, yes. That's, yes. That's the lesson for me today. And second, that we can, you can do, and you can make, you have to make time for yourself. Am I reading yes. it correct? Okay. Yes, absolutely. Excellent. And where can, what is the name of your business? We never said it. So the name of my business is Jamie Pridmore Bookkeeping. Okay. And the website is actually under just my name. Okay. So it's just jamiepridmore.co. But, okay. the, but the business is Jamie Pridmore Bookkeeping. Perfect. So uh, I will be putting it in the show notes. And uh, so everybody can go and contact you on Instagram and Facebook and go yep. into your website and start uh, making a queue for that to get that uh, secret weapon with yes. that okay yeah. perfect well thank you so much jamie for being here with me and for all with us thank you appreciate it well that was it thank you so much for being with me today and um that was jamie our secret weapon you know that um bookkeeping and uh you can uh, find me at uh, content with a purpose on any social media or in youtube as gabby rendon and until next week and have a good night well, it's still late here today. Anyway, bye.